Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Welcome back to school. Welcome to a new year. It, uh, for many, feels like a brand new year, more so than even on January 1st. I don't know, uh, uh, because my kids are long since uh, done with school. But was there excitement in the air at the Luck Home or trepidation? Uh, I was excited. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, all parents should uh, do as I have often said. Get out with your spouse or partner and uh, go have lunch somewhere, just the two of you. A patio would be perfect today. A patio with a fan. Right, yes. Very hot. Yeah. Uh, Air-conditioned patio. Have a couple of drinks. And just sit in the utter silence <laughs> while teachers deal with your little ankle biters in a school that doesn't have air conditioning. Mm. Tough day first morning, too. A lot of parents, uh, you know, it's scattered. We're trying to pull it together on the first morning, and we forget a lot of things. Um, teachers were asked about what parents seem to forget the most. And uh, top of the list is they forget to pack them a lunch. Okay, yeah, that's uh, that's a big one. And and man, back to the school lunches again, which is one of the things I think parents dread about back to school mm. is the dreaded school lunch. Because, I mean, what the hell are you making them now? What are they going to eat? And what they don't eat all comes back to you now. Mm-hmm. Don't throw it out in the garbage at school anymore. I think at some point, I can't remember what grade my boys were in, but they got on to, uh, like, um, Genoa salami and some kind of, like, cheddar cheese and, like, mayo or something. And I think they lived on those sandwiches every day for about six years. Yep. I had the, I was the same thing. Through high school, yeah. I think my lunch was exactly the same every day. Mm-hmm. It was, if it wasn't, uh, like, Black Forest ham, it was some other deli meat. With lettuce and mayo on a Dal Taliano little bun. <laughs> yep. Wrapped up in saran wrap, and that was it every day. I got uh, lucky when I went to junior high. Right across the street from uh, the, the school was a fish and chip place. <clears throat> this was back when fish and chips were still reasonably priced. And I think, if not every Friday, at least twice a month, my mom would throw me the cash to right. get the fish and chips on the Friday. We had a school cafeteria, and I want to say fish and chip Friday, it was like three bucks mm-hmm. for a piece of fish and chips and gravy. Do high schools even have cafeterias still anymore? Have. They sell yeah. food? Yes. I, guess they must. I don't know what the pricing is. We'll find out soon enough. Like going to the keg? <laughs> They used to have in my high school, and I don't know, this was been in the appeal school board, but the uh, French fries were the shoestring ones. They were almost like almost like McDonald's fries, but they came in a big yellow cardboard container, mm. and you'd get gravy all over them, and they were just amazing. Beautiful. I could survive on those. And I used to a lot. My mom would make me my sandwich. It would get tossed in the garbage. I'd buy the fries and gravy. That's right. Uh, what else do we forget on the first day of school? Well, we oversleep and run late, or we forget to feed them breakfast. No breakfast, no lunch. Um, dressing them in mis- mismatched outfits. Giving them the wrong lunch. So instead of them getting their sandwich and apple juice, they right. take your like, white claw and weed biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, giving them the wrong backpack, 
for getting the uh, to pack specific school materials. That was the the course of our our night last night. Much of the, the day was just organizing. Yeah. Like all the back to school <laughs> shopping had been done, but all right, let's get everything into pencil cases or. Yep. What what will be necessary? Locker mirrors are making a, a reappearance. Locker mirrors. Yeah. Oh, this is new. I've right. never heard of this. What, what you know, you didn't have a, a mirror in your no, locker? No. Well, how did you have your flowing locks? In the bathroom, in the guy's bathroom <laughs> where I was smoking. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> well, that's the vape center now. Yeah, I think. Yes. Uh, and uh, it, you know, that sort of thing. They just get organized, get it all prepared and in your bag, so it's not a rush to do it. Right. You know, I guess right <laughs> now. Now, what grade are they both going into? Nine and seven. Oh, so high school has started. High huh? school begins this morning. So a brand new school forever. Yep, yep. Brand new school, new experience, school uniform. Wow, and uh walking with his friends are still being dropped off. Uh, no, this is a bus now. This is a bus, so he's got to go out of town. A bus, and it, it's a, a long bus ride. Really? A really long bus ride. <laughs> <laughs> got it going, oh, man. Well, that means he won't be home till much later, which is even better. I'm lucky I'm even here lucky. After what went down really? on Sunday, I was all about the town. I was going here, there, and everywhere. And I ended up at the, the LCBO. Shocking turn yeah. of events. <laughs> I knew they were going to be closed yesterday, and I can't have that. Here, there, and everywhere. You go to the same place <laughs> you always go to. I yeah, On Sunday... I was um, at different farm markets looking for dill. Okay. As lovely Maria and our oldest were preserving pickles. Right. And I was at Canadian Tire looking for mason jar lids. Right. And then, of course, uh, I was at the LCBO. It sounds like a lot of last-minute planning for uh, oh, yeah. pickling. A lot of last-minute planning all becoming my problem. <laughs> right. <laughs> Spent more money in gas driving around uh, Durham than these uh, pickles are worth. And you know I love me a pickle. Anyhow... I'm at the LCBO, and I'm walking out, got my bag, got two or three bottles in my bag. And just as the door slides open and I step out, a cop goes booking it down the sidewalk in front of the LCBO, chasing a guy. On foot? Yeah. Okay. Now, I didn't see the other guy run, and I don't know um, if the guy just stopped or whatever, because when I got out, so one step out, cop runs by. Two steps out, the cop is still not within grabbing reach of this guy. Right. But I think the guy must have stopped because the guy was looked younger and maybe he could have sprinted faster. I don't know. And tried to just take off. Anyhow, the cop stops him. And for uh, uh, a minute, a beat, uh, it seems to be reasonable between the two of them. Mm. They're having some sort of conversation, and I am now moving towards my car, and it just so happens that my car is parked right in front of where these two are having their discussion, <laughs> which goes from, it seems reasonable, to full-on cage match. Wow. In, like, like no time whatsoever. So I, I'm trying to hit my unlock button on my car, and I throw my bags into the back seat, and I hop in, and I lock the doors right away. And in that time... The cop and this guy are now up against the side of my car. The guy is, like, heaving on my side mirror trying to fight the cop. What? Oh, yeah, the cop's trying to get his arms behind his back to arrest him, and the guy's screaming that he didn't do anything wrong and leave him alone. Did you crack a tall boy to watch? I should have. <laughs> I was really concerned. I'm like, okay, what happens here if they do damage to my car, if my side mirror gets pulled off? Do right. I have to 
now go into Durham police and file some sort of report and get them to pay for it? I don't know. Or if they scratch the side of it, I, I didn't know it. So I just stood there. But I, again, you know, there's certain things that happen in your life and you learn lessons about yourself. Now, I've said this often. If I saw somebody on the ground having a heart attack and that white stuff was coming out the side of their mouth, they wouldn't make it. <laughs> Say, unless you can get somebody to wipe that white stuff off your mouth. You're going to see your maker. Uh, and, and, Good to know. All right. And, I, you know, and if I saw somebody like being robbed or something, like I don't, I, I always thought I don't know what I would do. Well, as of yesterday, I learned what I do. I turtle. <laughs> I turtle. <laughs> and so I'm in my car like, oh, my God, this is getting crazy. And what do I do? And the car, like they're right there in front of me fighting. And uh, so then about three other guys, you know, big men, strong men, strapping fellas. Right. They jump in to help the cops. It takes like four of them to get this guy on the ground. Wow. And they take him down hard to the cement. Was a big guy? And he was like tall and thin and young. So I guess right. he had the, the strength to, to fight back. Um, and then I thought to myself, well, what happens there? Like, what if they gave this guy a concussion or really hurt him? They're not cops. Could he then sue them? Right. I don't know. Well, well all I don't those think, questions. I don't think this guy is a legal scholar. No. And all of these questions did go through my head later. The only thing I was thinking about at that moment was get the hell out of here. <laughs> as soon as they had him down, I threw my car in reverse and I was gone. <laughs> then another cop car came whipping into the parking lot because obviously he had called for backup. And right. this cop car came in so fast around the bend that he almost hit my driver's door. Yeah. That was a day. I had to go home and have a nap <laughs> and change my pants. The things that cops have to deal with. Yeah, I know. You know, because when we need one, all you can think of is, Where, where's the cop mm -hmm. right now? Mm -hmm. Well, they're dealing with an idiot stealing hooch from the LCBO. Yeah, and I guess this is a thing at the LCBO. Oh, for sure. Because, Long time. Yeah. It, you know, it never it never was this way. Like, there was a time that employees would get involved or stop people. or But then when I was talking to everybody about it at home, and, and, and people who had worked in the beer store in the LCBO were telling me, you know, oh, yeah, you're just we're just told to let them go. And I wonder, because today is the day they stopped giving brown bags out at the LCBO. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. So that from now on, now they say they're going to save like 188,000 trees a year mm. based only on these brown bags and, you know, obviously save some money in the process as well. The problem is, is now you're encouraging people to bring their own bags in. Backpacks means and such, More yeah. backpacks and such, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I heard a story of a guy going into an LCBO, grabbed two big bottles of something, looked right up at the cameras, pointed the gave him the bird and said F you into the cameras and walked out, did not care. Wow. Well, I, and I saw it too when I was at an LCBO and they had, this one was in a mall, they actually had turnstiles, mm. uh, to stop people at the gate and, you know, someone who just, and they had security in there, but mm. I guess the security had just left the door for a second and they like, hopped the turnstiles and took off and security went as far as the gate but they don't follow out right so well i learned this weekend certainly about who i am as a man <laughs> and i'm a seven-year-old boy at best uh, the woman who invented windshield wipers way back in 1903 never made any money from them because car companies told her they would be distracting to drivers and there was no market for them <laughs> After she let the patent 
expire, they caught on. Really? There was another story. There was a movie. Remember Greg Kinnear in a movie called Flash of Genius? Uh, and it was based on the true story of a guy out of Michigan who sued Ford because he had come up with the intermittent windshield wiper. Okay. And, I, I uh, vaguely re- I don't remember seeing the movie, but I vaguely remember yeah, the concept. Yeah, they stole it from him, or he claimed they stole it from him. Whatever happened to Greg Kinnear? Well, he had a good run there for some time. Mm-hmm. I don't know where he is now. Probably stopped caring about $40 million ago. <laughs> Um, in the country of Andorra, which is uh, between France and Spain, very small little country, only about 80,000 people, it's illegal not to own a gun. You must oh. own a gun. The country doesn't have a military, so every man between the age of 21 and 60 is supposed to have a rifle in their house just in case the country gets attacked. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> Although those who who want them here do not want to be serving. No. <laughs> when called upon, they're nowhere to be found. No. Uh, the first PG film, PG-13 movie ever was Red Dawn in 1984. The PG-13 rating was created after Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom got a controversial PG rating three months earlier and proved there should be a middle ground between PG and R. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still confused sometimes about them because, you know, like uh, that aging now or or uh, kids are exposed to so much more. Oh, yeah. In terms of movies before, you know, 13 or 14, there was, there was adult accompaniment at one point, too. Mm-hmm. And now it's just like, let them go. (laughs) If parents decide they can see it, go see it. We had family visiting a a few weeks back, and they have young kids. Ranging ranging in age from like 18 down to like 7 or 8. And uh, uh, at some point, uh, Eddie Murphy's name came up. And then I said, in my drunken snooper, remember Ra? Ra was great, and Delirious was great, and... uh, then my uh, nephew says, oh, yeah, the father of these children. He says, yeah, I haven't seen Delirious in forever. So I race downstairs and I grab it. <laughs> and I toss it on. We quickly went right to the ice cream bit. <laughs> the ice cream bit and the barbecue, the family barbecue. Right. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's still incredibly funny, but very dated. Yes. And uh, not what we'd get today. MLB uses an average of 84 to 120 balls per game and approximately 900,000 per season. The league's annual budget for balls is 10 million. That's crazy. Each cost about seven bucks before taxes and shipping. Really? Yeah. And they must get a good deal. Whoever (laughs) that contract is with. Rawlings, I think. Yeah. That's about my budget for balls every year. (laughs) 10 million balls and bats. Uh, what else do we got here? Every passport in the world has a cover that's red, green, black, or blue. Okay. Ketchup probably got its name from a Chinese sauce from the 1600s. It was made of pickled fish brine and spices. Mm-mm. And, and it was somewhat similar to ketchup? I guess, it, yeah, I guess it must have been. Speaking of women inventing things, the woman who invented the sports bra... Made her first prototype out of two jock straps. All right. Invented that way back in the 1970s, early 70s. Disney used Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs with an F in dwarfs instead of the V-E-S because dwarfs didn't become the most popular spelling 
until they were used in The Hobbit a few years later. Uh, yes, dwarves versus yeah. dwarfs. Yeah, right. Yes, so. Uh, well, the, can you even use that anymore? Is it probably not? It'd be Snow White and the Seven Little People, right? I guess. Dallas Buyers Club had such a low budget. The makeup artist Robin Matthews only had two hundred and fifty dollars to spend for the entire movie, and she still what? won the Oscar for best makeup and hairstyling. No kidding. Matthew McConaughey doesn't need much. <laughs> He's so handsome. <laughs> Although isn't that the movie he lost all the weight for? I yes, think, right. right? An art historian spotted a rare, long-lost painting in the background of the movie Stuart Little. It turns out the set designer bought it cheap at an antique store, and no one knew it was worth over two hundred and fifty grand. My goodness! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that never happens to any of us. No, but no, but you do hear those stories. There's something that the grandma's old painting yep. got thrown out. Advanced tickets to Woodstock way back in 1969 sold at record stores for 18 bucks. Wow. That's the equivalent of about 150 in today's money. And tickets were supposed to cost 24 at the door, which would be about 200 now. 18 say. bucks is what they charge you to print a digital yeah. ticket. That's right. It's a yeah, beer. <laughs> yeah. Printing fee. Thanks. Considering the whole experience, that would have been an, an incredible value, of course. But many thousands of people ended up storming in without paying at all. Right. Of course, if you've watched the Woodstock movie, you see all the rain and mud and the chaos. And I guess Burning Man just had the same problem. Oh, really? Just like torrential downpours and mud. The story of Chris Rock and somebody dashing into the back of somebody's van and you know trying to get out of there because it just turned into bedlam. And finally, they shut everything down and like 64,000 people were now trying to evacuate. <laughs> No fun. Outdoor <laughs> festivals, no fun. No fun. I went to see... I wouldn't go to an outdoor festival if it was in, if it was in my backyard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> if Dave Matthews came and played it, you'd open up the window and say, keep it down. Hey, hey, Dave. Uh, you know, <laughs> maybe in the basement. Private I went show. to see the Stones a few years back at that Burl Ives Park. Burl's or, Creek. Yeah. A guy literally standing beside me, peeing himself because the porta potties <laughs> were peeing on himself and me and everybody else around him. I said, "No, I'm too, I'm too far past this right. now." I, like, well, I always wondered, like, for those who get there first, mm. and you've got like front row. Mm -hmm. What do you like? How do you not leave? Like, what do you do? How do you stay there the whole time? Wear a diaper. Like, if you're gonna go, you can't get back to that. No, point. nobody will let you through. You ever try to get through the, oh, it's just, it's so claustrophobic. It's so disgusting. No, I, I could not do it ever again. I announced very loudly to anybody mm -hmm. that was in earshot, this is effing BS. I'm never doing this again. Like, like, to be honest, like, even if they called us and said, hey, we need you to come to introduce the bands at this, you know, the Rolling Stones at Burl's Creek, mm. like, I would say, Tell Mick to send his helicopter here. You better land me backstage <laughs> in the VIP area. And I know how bad that sounds, but it's so true. The pain in the ass of getting out there. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, if you're into it, you're into it. Great. I mean, I don't know anybody. Listen, I'm older now, too. When I was 27, of course I yeah. loved it. Oh, if you're going to make it a three-day bang fest oh. out in the field, yeah, that's, that's different. No, sir. Now, there better be AC... And a bar <laughs> and, and food served in private bathrooms for me to go anywhere now.
Welcome to Telephone Tuesday. Happy Telephone Tuesday, what? everybody. What's That's Telephone right. Tuesday? It is the Tuesday after Labor Day, and it's supposedly the day businesses get the most phone calls all year. Partly because everyone's open again after the long weekend, and it's when people start planning for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Oh. I mean, I can understand maybe organizing Thanksgiving. We're not that far off. I think it's like early October, right? Like the 9th or 10th or something. So you got to start uh, calling your mom and telling her to cook you a meal so you can go over. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Ma! Ma! What are you making? We have a meatloaf. <laughs> but to start planning for Christmas seems to be a little much. And and to the point of making phone calls yeah. to plan on that. I mean, I'll start looking and see what day Christmas falls on. 25th. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> oh, I thought they were switching it up. <laughs> well, they, like daylight savings. They keep threatening to switch right. that up. Well, they should because I believe uh, the JC was born in like April. But for whatever reason, <laughs> we believe it's uh, December 25th. Something to do with the uh, equinox or something. Uh, or winter arriving or I don't know. Uh, anyhow, yeah. So uh, enjoy your uh, your telephone Tuesday. Although nobody makes calls anymore. No. Although you call any customer service and they've only got you on hold for 20 minutes and a half. I think there's just one guy sitting there giggling. He's <laughs> That's playing really, with his phone. Look at this idiot calling. Yeah. It's like what we do with our phones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Text us. So, um, so yeah. yeah. There you go. Back to life. Back to normal, normalcy for many. Like, from I here. get so frustrated when I need to make a call and I know it's like a customer service thing mm. and they don't have the callback service. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> like mm-hmm. how long can you really listen to that Muzak? And I think you're you're doing a disservice to your own business and your employees because by the time you you know get a person, they're yeah. so upset at you for having waited so long. Whereas that callback is just so brilliant. A lot of them now too. I've noticed when I have to call a company, that somewhere in their message will be, "Please, if you are not respectful." This call will not be continued. Really? Yeah, I hear that a lot. Um, because I just think we're all so on the verge of wanting to kill somebody. We're yeah. so angry all the time now. And I try very hard. Like, I've had an ongoing dispute, which I think is finally settled. But at one point, I was going back and forth with Enbridge. Seemed like forever. I just was so sure I was paying way too much in gas. And their whole billing system is so convoluted. Um, and uh, But I always knew that when I got... Sarah or James or Jonathan on the line, it's not their fault. Yeah. You know, I, I, what am I going to start screaming at them about? Yeah. And, and you're better off to just you know, be somewhat decent, yeah. reasonable. I play stupid. When I'm you just get like, on that call, I mean, listen, you know, I know it's not you. I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, really, if they want to add something to their message, too, they should say, you know, the next available agent... Who has the power to solve your problem? Right. 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 Because there's so many people like, oh, I just go straight to customer loyalty. Mm-hmm. And, and like, you're, that's just a, a prick move, really. I, uh, Let I, me I speak to your manager. I get so upset when I'm, uh, when I'm calling customer service and you have to go through like 12 steps. You got to listen to this message and listen to that. And right. You need, and I'll get like six steps into 12 and screw something up. <laughs> just start hitting zero. That's right. Zero, somebody, please. <laughs> and then you got to redial the number and go through the whole thing again. Listen to our options as they may have changed. That's right. 
and there's 400 options. <laughs> and I just want to return some condoms that <laughs> don't fit. <laughs> we lost three musicians this past weekend. Uh, Gary Wright, 70s predominantly, although he did work uh, quite a bit with Ringo Starr's All-Star Band and toured with them. He was the Dreamweaver. He was. That was his biggest hit. He also had another one in 76 called Love is Alive and another hit in 81 called Really Want to Know You. And then, of course, he redid Dreamweaver for Wayne's World and had it become a hit again. Oh, that's right. Yes. Uh, Gary Wright passing away at the age of 70. A Smash Mouth singer Steve Harwell died only 56 years old. He had been... uh, Abusing alcohol for many, many years, and he also had some heart problems. He was he, in hospice care, we're told. Yeah, that's right. He uh, he was the lead singer right up until his retirement a couple of years ago with ongoing physical and mental health issues. So, and best I guess known for uh, the uh, the music from Shrek in All Star and uh, I'm a Believer. Yeah, yeah, I heard a lot of people spinning I'm a Believer over the weekend, which I thought I thought All Star. Mm. Was certainly their biggest hit. And their, yeah, their hit. I'm a believer is a Neil Diamond cover. Yeah. And Jimmy Buffett passed away. Now, I must admit that I, I was never a parent head. I didn't understand, mm-hmm. uh, all the, uh, the love for this man. But with his passing, I certainly was, uh, looking into his career and life. And, uh, he did very well for himself for a very long time. Passing away and leaving about a billion dollars was his net worth. That's so crazy. Yeah. His fan base, much like uh, the fan base of like the Grateful Dead or I guess Dave Matthews, you know, not a, I mean, he had a bunch of hits, but of course, Margaritaville in 77 being the biggest. Yeah. But if you were into him, you were really into him. Well, it became kind of a lifestyle, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I tipped up a land shark on the weekend, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, became the house brew for was started as the house brew for Margaritaville, right? And and I think at one point, like the Dolphins, Miami Dolphins Stadium was Land Shark Stadium. Like it, it, he really did a massive fortune off of that. He really did, and, and some great some great music. I actually over the weekend, well, I, holiday Monday, we were all outside and enjoying the weather, and uh, on went the. Um, the uh, Jimmy Buffett playlist and uh, heard a lot of songs that uh, I had never heard before in my life, but uh, they sounded great. It really is great summer music. Yeah. You know, it's just got that laid back feel to it that he was uh, so well known for. So that's, I guess, our last summer with Mr. Buffett. He died of skin cancer. Um, and he was 76 years old. That's a, that's a very dangerous one. Mm-hmm. Don't a couple of people now young. Mm-hmm. I mean, Buffett was only 76, which is still young in this day and age, mm-hmm. uh, to be passing away. But uh, it's one of those things where hot, sunny days, you really got to keep in mind. Yeah. Anybody who kind of grew up uh, around the time that Buffett did, cause he was born in 46. So if you, um, you know, growing up in, uh, warmer climates and sunshine, all your life, uh, spreading you know baby oil over yourself, and because we didn't really care much for the sun garden, no. the sunblock back in the day, and it does uh, catch up to you. So yeah, if you got any little odd bumps or marks or warts or anything showing up on your skin, you should probably have a doctor look at it because skin cancer is very curable when caught early. Mm-hmm. So there you go, Jimmy Buffett, Margaritaville done, but the parrot heads will carry on his memory. Rock mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.